Isaiah 50, verse 4. Please stand up with me. Now I'll tell you to sit down again, but stand up. (laughs) The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. About two or three weeks ago, I told our church, and I repeated it again, and I could really feel God's presence. I told our church that God's going to be doing something unusual in our church in the area of finances. How many remember me saying that? Yeah. And then I repeated it again. And every time I opened my mouth to speak those words, I, I feel God's presence. I'm not, the kind of, I'm not a feely person. I just want to go with the word. But this time I was feeling something. And, and uh, I've spent a lot of time this past week really seeking God, just praying for our church and praying for you, praying for my life, and uh, talking to God about these things. And God's just been showing me so much. It's a lot that I've learned. In fact, I spent a good while trying to reorganize my mind. How do I present this to God's people? This is so much that I want to share and knowing that God is going to confirm it. And yesterday, I'm telling you this for a reason. I started asking God, God, I need you to give me something that will really help me. I'm not the type that will fleece you, but I need something. I need something. I need you to show me that this is what you want me to do. But now, as I was praying, God said to me, I believe now I can know what is going on. God said to me, you told them, and I believe you told them what I, tell, I, I asked you to tell them. That he is going to be blessing their, their, them financially. That they will be paying tithe that they cannot even believe. <laughs> Did you hear me? I said that. Yeah. So I said, yes, yes, Lord. I, I, that's what I said. He said, now, how do you expect them to have faith if you don't preach about it? So, I, so, so you want me to talk about this? So that's when I started digging. I had to find out what was going on. But before, between that time and now, I had one person come to my office. They were going to sell uh, their property. And uh, these people couldn't get finances for it. And the price was so low, they still couldn't get enough finances. They couldn't pay it off. They, just the remaining part, they didn't have enough. And out of the blue, somebody called and said, I want that house. And we're going to pay cash on that. How much do you want? And they upped the money all the way. They thought they were going to lose maybe about 13000 because they were willing to sell. Now they're getting almost all of that back. All in cash. Amen. Amen. And I believe God did that just to encourage me. And uh, yesterday I was telling God I needed something. Like I said, I needed something to help me so that I'm able to deliver this message that I think you're sharing with me. And somebody came to me this morning and gave me a check, tithe, you wouldn't believe. It was huge. Amen. So that's 
a clear sign. I could care less about the money. The money is good for our church, what we have to do. But that God was confirming what I've already said, that encouraged me greatly. And that's what God did. He answered my prayer. And I told this individual, you don't know what you've done now. You have really blessed me and encouraged me uh, as to what I should be sharing with you. God's in this. Amen? Please listen. God's in this. The way I've lived my life, from the very first time I found Christ, or Christ found me, when I don't understand, I start digging. And once I've gotten a good bit of understanding, I don't hesitate. I am trying to practice. And in every case, God's never failed me. He's never failed me. Once I step out, God begins to do what he showed me. So I really believe God's going to do this for us. You get ready, church. Get ready for God to bring financial miracles. I call this supernatural provision. Supernatural provision from God. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready for supernatural provision. You won't understand it. It won't make sense. But it's coming from the Father. Get ready for supernatural provision. And the reason is clear. The end time harvest. The end time harvest. is very important. It's huge. There's much to do. The end time harvest. You know, in Second Corinthians chapter, chapter uh, thirteen, verse eight, Paul says, "For we cannot do, for we can do nothing against the truth. For we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. Truth will never get outdated." Truth will never become irrelevant. Truth is truth any day, any time, and anywhere. Once you have discovered truth, you are free. Jesus said, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. For we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. Even if you deny the truth, the truth is still there. What you want to do is do something for the truth. So that your life is blessed. Amen. Paul also said in, the, in uh, Acts chapter 20, verse 20. He says, how I did not shrink back or I never held back from declaring to you anything that was profitable to you. I taught you in public and from house to house. I never held back. Anything that was profitable to you. Sometimes when you preach certain things, people don't want to hear it. But Paul couldn't care, could care less. He wanted to share the truth with them. Because he wanted to bless them. And so I'm, I'm, for me personally, I'm not going to hold back what God has shown to me to present it before you. And please search the scriptures yourself and discover whether or not God's saying this to you to bless your life. That's all we need to do. For we can do nothing against the truth. You can't stop the truth. It will always prevail. All we can do is do something for the truth. 
Did you know at the Last Supper, the Bible tells us that they sang a song after supper. Matthew 26, verse 30. They sang a song. Do you want to know what kind of song, what, what they were singing? It is believed they actually sang Psalm 118. They sang Psalm 118. Usually, that's the hymn book, the Psalms. They sang Psalm 118. And I want to share some scriptures from Psalm 118, beginning from verse 22 through 25. He says, The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. The stone which the builders rejected had become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing. And it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Can you say that with me? This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Let's say it together. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be in it. Then he said, save, I pray, O Lord. Save, I pray. Jesus was going to die for us, right? They were singing, save, I pray, O Lord. I pray, O Lord, send now prosperity. Amen. Send now prosperity. After salvation, prosperity. Send now, that's what Jesus was singing. Send now prosperity. Save, I pray, O Lord. O Lord, I pray, send now prosperity. There's another scripture I'd like to share with you. I'm going to be sharing a lot of scriptures. Psalm 112, verse 1 through 3. He says, praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord. Who delights greatly in his commandments. The word of God. You delight greatly in the word of God. His descendants will be mighty on earth. His descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his house. Say that with me. Wealth and riches will be in his house. And his righteousness endures forever. Blessed is that man who fears God and delights in his commandments, his word of God. You want to hear the word of God, you are blessed. But what it says is that wealth and riches will be in your house. It is all right to be wealthy. Because God says so. And if you, are for, if you delight in yourself in the word of God, 
and you delight in the commandments of God, and you fear God, that means you love God, this is what the scripture says. So when I don't find that, I've got to take it to the judge of the universe, the judge of the whole world, as he tells us in Genesis 18. 25. He says, we're not the judge of the whole earth. Do right. He has spoken. So if I'm righteous and I'm living for God and this is not happening, I'm taking it to the judge. There is injustice in my life. Because you said this and it's not happening. There is an injustice going on here. You got to write this for me. Amen. Can I hear an amen? He's got to be made right. Jesus in, in, in Luke chapter 18 tells us about the unrighteous judge. You remember that? And this, the, the woman was saying to, to him, you know, get me justice. And then we got the judge of the whole world. He is saying that wealth and riches shall be in your house because you serve God. So there is an injustice, God, that's supposed to be. But there is another scripture that is really curious. I really like this one. And we quote this. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 22. A good man lives an inheritance for his children's children. Where are the children to enjoy the inheritance when they get to heaven? A good man. But, he says, but... But the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. A good man leaves inheritance for his children's children. But the God stores the wealth of the sinner for the righteous. And I'm asking, where is that wealth? I want to get my hands on it. He's stored up for the righteous. How can God take from a sinner and store it up? It's the sinner's money, right? How is God able to do this? What's the purpose for him storing it? Why is he storing this for us? For the righteous? (laughs) And if he's storing it, when can we get our hands on it? Hello? I need to know how I can put my hands on that. Where is this stored? How can I get it? Are you going to buy or go to Olive Garden in heaven to use from your storage up there? We got to find out where this thing is stored. And for what purpose is stored? This is the key. But God cannot lie. The wealth of the sinner is stored up for the just or for the righteous. Why is God able to do this? How is he able to do this? Because in Psalm 24 verse 1, he says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and those who dwell therein. Every one of them. So the sinners... They are his. Whatever they have, all belong to him. Whatever is on the earth, God has. They all belong to him. 
That's what the scripture is saying. Agai chapter 2 verse 8. God speaking. The silver on the earth is mine, God says. The silver is mine. The gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. Everything belongs to God. He created them for himself. He owns it. He owns it. So he's able to take from the sinners and store it for the righteous. I know you're wondering, how are we going to get our hands on this? We're coming to that. We're coming to that. But that's the truth. That's what the word says. A lot of people, uh, I'm a pastor, I know we have so much need. We need to do so much in the kingdom. Uh, I'm believing for supernatural provision. The demands of the end time harvest is not going to be met by just working, going to job. It takes more than that. We need God to provide supernaturally where it doesn't make sense. And please don't think about how it's going to happen because that's where we miss God. We are trying to figure out how God's going to do this. God has His way. There is the way of the world and there is the way of God. The way of the world says to work very hard. That's, that's important. But the way of God says, work, get some seed so that something else can happen. This is going to be a supernatural thing and God's going to do it for our church. I'm not looking at anyone. I'm just taking, staying with God and God alone. And I'm going to believe God. And just as God has given me a sign that he's already in this, I want you to believe God with me because we're going to see it. We have a lot of work to do at the Ark Fellowship. We have a lot of work. And I'm going to share with you from God's Word, based on what the Word says, what we are supposed to do. And I want it to be a culture of our church. And you watch what God's going to do. God's already told me what I need to do. Amen. Because I want to get my hands on this sinner's wealth. Okay? Amen. You can laugh all you want. That's your problem. But this is serious business, I'm telling you. Amen. This is not prosperity. This is the word of God. So, God wants us to have this. God wants us to have this. Let me share some things with you so you can understand. On Wednesday, I let let those who were here know that Satan doesn't have everything in the world. He's not the owner. He's not the owner. However, he runs the system. He runs the system. Because he is the God of this world. He is not the owner. He runs it. Obama doesn't own the United States and the resources of the United States. But he runs it. Does it make sense? He's not the owner. God's the owner. But... Because of sin, Satan now runs it. So God's still declaring, I own all of it. Even though you're running it, I own it. And whenever I like, I'll take from whoever I want and give to whoever I want to give. And nobody stands in my way because I own it myself. It's mine. And I have the authority. I am God. 
I created everybody that's living, up there, living down there. They are mine. I created them for me. Even you devil, you were created by me. I own you. So I take every time I want and give to whoever I want to. And you can't stop it. He couldn't stop, Satan couldn't stop Job. You remember that? He hated Job, but he couldn't take his money until God gave permission. He couldn't. So God, even, that's the Old Testament. Satan couldn't touch it. So we need to understand from the word of God. This is what we need to know. And Satan himself said, I have the authority, I have it. But I want to let you know he doesn't have it anymore. He pretends as if he has it. And if you believe it, then he walk on that. But let me share what he says in Luke chapter 4 when he tempted Jesus. He said he took him up to a high mountain, very high mountain, and he showed him all the kingdoms of the world. In a moment, in a flash, he was able to show Jesus the Son of God. And then he said to him, all this authority, the power to run it, you don't own it, okay? Make sense? You have the authority, but you don't own it. All this authority I will give you. That's Luke chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. All this authority I will give you and their glory. What that means, glory, that's the wealth there is. What is in there? I'll give you. For this has been delivered to me. Did you hear that? He was telling Jesus, all of this, the authority and the wealth, this was delivered to me. When? When Adam sinned against God, Satan took the authority because God gave him the power to run everything and that was delivered to him. And that's what Satan was talking about. And so he's telling Jesus, therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. You know what that means? When you worship before Satan, you are really not worshiping Satan. What you want is what he can deliver to you. What he can deliver to you. And notice Jesus didn't say, oh, you lie, Satan. You don't, nothing was delivered into your hands. That's not what Jesus said. Jesus answered, only to worship God. He never argued with Satan about who had the authority. Because really, he was delivered to him. But the truth is, Jesus has taken that authority back from him. And I want to share that scripture with you. It's very clear. Jesus took it back. He doesn't have it anymore. So even more so today, God can give to whoever he wants. Whoever he wants, he can give. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9. He says, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus the anointed. You know his grace for us. You know his love for us. You know what he has done for us. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, he owned everything. But on earth, he had not much of authority to deliver it. But then he took our place. Though he was rich, yet for your sakes, for whose sake? Say for my sake. For my sake he became what? But please don't, let's, let's not get religious now. Poor means poor. Amen. Don't tell me poor in the spirit because he's talking about money. Poor means poor. For your sakes he became poor. 
that you, through his poverty, might become rich. Might become rich. Through Jesus' poverty, you can become rich. How does this happen? I need to let you know, number one thing, we'll come in that to that but right away now. You have to believe this or it won't work for you. It's supernatural, supernatural provision. If you don't believe it, it won't work for you. God will let you be. If you don't believe, all God is asking for you to believe this. And that's what I need to, because many, we've been told a lot of stuff from the time we came into Christ. And those things have sunk into uh, deep down in our spirit, even in our subconscious. We hear this and we can't really believe it because it's, it sounds too good to be true. And you're asking, how is it going to happen? You don't need to know how it's going to happen. Jesus said it very clearly. He said, the kingdom of God is like a man that puts his seed in the ground. And buries it, right? And does not know how this seed is going to operate to bring back the harvest that he's looking for. How it grows, all he needs to do is believe. If you put your seed in the ground and you go every day to dig it out to find out what's really going on, you won't have any harvest. You're not going to have any harvest. You let it be and believe. And water that seed. And let the seed do what he's doing. You don't know what's going on. The chemistry that's going on for this seed to grow. We have no idea. That little thing becomes something so huge. We don't know how this happened. Jesus said, that's the way the kingdom of God operates. All we need to do is to believe. And that's what I'm struggling. My prayer, God, I want to believe these things. Amen? And I'm going to see it. Because that's the way God's work for me. Once I begin to fully understand it, you step out and God does it. When you understand it, you lose the fear. Amen? And the concern. He who believes does not make haste. You don't worry. This. How is he going to do? Scratch? No, no. You just rest. Jesus says, rest. Come unto me. Just rest. That's what he wants from us. Amen? We're going to rest because it's our inheritance. That's what God's not storing it for the devil's children. God's storing it up for us. Amen? That's our inheritance. I just need to know how I can get my, my hand on it. Think about it. The parable of the prodigal son. You remember that parable? One, the other one was more prodigal than the other one. The first one, because the prodigal sons, he knew what was his his. He told his daddy, give me my portion. Amen? So we're discovering how we can tell the father to minister this to us. Amen? So how can the righteous get their hands on this? The key word I want to chat with you, this is going to be serious now. The key word is transfer. Transfer. God transfers it. When you meet this requirement, He transfers it into your account. And we, I'm going to be talking about your account. Because these things are there in the scripture. You, every one of you, you have an account. I'm going to prove it to you from the scriptures. 
So please, stay with me. Amen? I have a motive for this. I want God to bless you. And when God blesses you, I'm blessed because he's fulfilled his word. And he's going to do it. I have no doubt. God's going to bless you. So get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Amen? Can I hear an amen? God's going to do it. God's going to do it. It's transfer. This is the way God's always blessed people. Not by work. You can work, it's okay. But when God blesses you, when, it's over, when you have the overflow, it's through transfers. From sinners to the righteous. Abraham. You remember Abraham? In Genesis chapter 12, God called Abraham and he said, I will bless you. I will bless you. And you shall be a blessing. And Abraham left. And the Bible said there was famine. There was famine in the land at that time. Famine in the land. Everybody was hurting. That says God can bless you even when there is famine and everybody is in want. God can bless you. God doesn't need the system to bless you. God will bless you with the wealth of the sinner. He'll transfer everything to you. That's the way he does it. Abraham went into Egypt. You remember that? Pharaoh is a type of Satan in the Old Testament because God brought the children of Israel out. Remember that? And he went to be with Pharaoh. And uh, he saw, Sarah, you are a beautiful woman. They're going to kill me for this. They'll kill you. (laughs) Please don't ask me how God can bless a lie. That's another sermon. I don't have any idea. But he lied and said, that was my sister. He said, for your, ki- your sake, you know, you're so beautiful. They're going to kill me for you because they want you. And he was right. Because the, the, the people, the citizens believed none of them was good enough for Sarah's beauty. Only the Pharaoh was good enough. Amen. So they took her to the house of Pharaoh to be the wife of Pharaoh. And if you read the scripture, Genesis chapter 12, verse 16. Because of this unusual situation, say with me, it won't make sense. It never makes sense, okay? Because of this unusual situation, he said, the king treated Abraham well for her sake. But what was really happening was transference of the wealth of the wicked into the hands of the righteous. Even though the righteous wasn't being very righteous in this situation. Hello. We got the righteousness of God. Amen. His righteousness endures forever. Wealth in your house because your righteousness. This no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Why? Because their righteousness is mine. The righteous, so important. Wealth in the house of the righteous. He said they treated him. The king treated him for her sake. He treated him well. He said he had sheep. sheep. He had oxen. Male donkeys. Male and female servants. Where was he getting these male and female servants? Pharaoh was <laughs> delivering employees to him. Transfer. Can you say the word? Transfer. Donkeys 
and camels. In their days, donkeys are like uh, Bentleys and Rolls Royce. <laughs> Amen. Can you imagine giving the guy? I mean, if you have a camel, that was big in that time. Very big. That's why they always list them. He has so many camels. That's saying well, he has so many Rolls Royce <laughs> and so many Bentleys and Mercedes Benz. And he, he was just delivering, he says, because of his wife. And then later God told him, you're a dead man. Give him his wife. And God made it. He never got near that woman. He forgot. Oh, you're so pretty. And then he forgot. Because God was protecting his righteous servant. And right after that, it's in Genesis chapter 13, 1 and 2. It says, Then Abraham went up from Egypt. He and his wife, he left Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and lot with him to the south. Verse 2. Abraham was very rich in livestock, in spiritual silver, and spiritual gold. Is that what it says? It's gold. Money. Hello. It's Christianity as well. It's in the Bible. Yes. He was. Transference. He went in with nothing. Came back out with everything. He was already so wealthy. Because God transferred it to him. I'm looking for transfers. Amen? Jacob went to be with Laban. You remember that? And he had nothing. He cried out to God, I've been working all these years and I've got nothing to show for it. And God gave him a vision. Remember that? God gave him a vision for transference. And all Laban's wealth was transferred from Laban all to the hands of Jacob. Can you see in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a matter be established. This is the way God wants to do it. That wealth is stored up for the righteous. We need to know how to get our hands on it so that God can transfer it. I said you have an account with God. Amen. Every time you join a company, they have you as their employee and they have all your information, right? So they can deal with you. Every time you join the kingdom of God, he sets up all this stuff for you and you also have an account where he deposits your money. (laughs) Amen. Can I hear it? Amen. Because we need it for the end time harvest. That's the key word. We're coming to that. The end time harvest. End time harvest. He transfers it. God did the same thing with the children of Israel. Remember that? (laughs) This is funny. They have been in the land for over 400 years. They were slaves, had nothing. They were helping the Egyptians to get rich. This is the word of God. This This is not my words, okay? Please understand. This is by revelation. As God gives you the revelation of Jesus Christ... So you can go forward and see what God does for you. God says, bless. He wants you blessed. Just like Abraham, his servant. 
in Exodus chapter 3, when God was ready to do the transference to his people, there's always a time. We're coming to that in the sermon. Maybe not this week, but next week. There comes a time, and the time God has a season. And for everything, there is a time. For everything, there is a season. The season is coming. Don't give up before the season. Don't give up before the season. I've seen some individuals in our church here that had a hard time. I saw it with my eyes. We prayed and did what... And, but when the season came, everything changed. God's going to do that. And I believe that when God spoke that, I believe God spoke that in my heart. This is the beginning for great wealth. You get ready. It's really up to you. If you believe it, watch out. It's not going to come through your employment. It's supernatural money. Hello? It's supernatural money. It's going to come from God. Somehow God's going to do it. It's all by faith. God does the transference. God's going to do it. You will never understand how he does it. You never know when he's going to do it. Or how he's going to do it. But he will position you. And every one of us need to position ourselves. So that God can make it. That transfers to us. If you get excited about this. And then you begin to take delight in his word. You delight greatly in his word. Then God will begin to do this work. You may not see it happening. But God's already working in the background. To make sure your descendants have everything. And that there's wealth in your home. That's coming from the scriptures. Psalm 112. Wealth in your home. And I'm going to believe God. Against what I feel in the natural. I will rather believe God. Who has believed this report. That's what the scripture says. Who has believed this report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Have you got this revelation that God wants to do a transference? They should stand around them and they are willing to give everything to you. Just like Pharaoh did. He was willing to. He will put that circumstance and that situation when the time is right. God makes it. God makes it. The children of Israel. In Exodus 33, verse 21, he says, And I will give these people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Sinners, I will give them favor in their sight. And it shall be when you go that you shall not go empty-handed. May you never leave this place this morning empty-handed, but God would have put something, a seed in your life that's going to transform you and your family. Can I hear an amen? amen? A seed in your hand. I will give these people favor. They didn't have the favor, but now God's going to put that favor on them. And I believe this morning, God's putting upon your life favor. Say it with me. I've got God's favor on my life. He watches over his word to confirm it. He says the Lord walked with them, confirming the word that they spoke with signs following. I believe you got favor upon your life this morning in Jesus' name. You got favor. You got favor. You got favor from God. You have favor from God. And it's going to manifest itself in the right time. Amen. It says, but every, you don't go empty-handed, but every woman shall ask of her neighbor, namely of... Uh, who dwell near to a house, articles of silver, articles of gold, clothing, and you shall put them on your sons and on your daughters, so you shall plunder the Egyptians. 
ask articles of gold, articles of silver. So you, this lady walks up to her neighbor who is so wealthy. and says, lady, uh, I want to, uh, one translation says, borrow from them. Borrow silver of gold. They know that these guys are living to the wilderness and they are not coming back. What kind of borrowing is this? So he, he, she goes there and says, Hey, I, 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 like, I like your that earring you got on. Can I borrow it? And she takes it off. Oh, you can have it. And she says, I got one that is more, even more beautiful than that. And she says, Well, where is it? I want that one too. <laughs> and she says, You can have it. And she says, Give me the bracelet, all of it. Oh, you can have it. Oh, I got this one. Yeah. Oh, I almost forgot this. You can have everything. And they are borrowing from them. And they're leaving and never coming back. What kind of borrowing is that? Say with me, transference. That's what's going on. From the wicked to the righteous. God is still doing the same thing today. Amen? And God will do that in your life. So Psalm 105 verse 37 tells us, When they left, He also brought them out. With silver and gold, and there was none feeble among his tribes. Not only that they were not sick, but he gave them gold and silver. We'll talk about what those things were for next week and how. To position ourselves so that these things can happen. You know, Irina is not here, but as God was giving me this truth on the behalf of the church, I decided I needed to practice. I had no idea of what's going to happen this morning. I decided I would practice this. And I told Irina, this is what the church is going to do. And she's not here today. Right? She's not here. I think when she comes back, she's going to be shocked. Because it was very deliberate. It was, I did this very deliberately, not knowing what the future held. And I told uh, Irina, I'm getting a lot from the Lord. I need to practice. So I see how this works. And God's already shown me. His word is good. I want to share with you what God's saying to do. Amen? Next week, all of you come back, okay? When they leave, please write their names down and check it out. So we know when they're, if he's not here, we're going to call you. <laughs> and you were not in church. This seems so fun. But the truth is, you know the truth, and the truth makes you free. Until we know the truth, we'll be in bondage. But every time we discover the truth, we are ready to be free. Amen? I'm going to close this time. I have a lot that I want to share. This is going to be several weeks because I have a lot. I had to beg God, please show me how to organize these things and how to minister to your people so that they will receive what God has in store for them. Amen? And you will receive. Can I, say, can I hear an amen? amen? Say with me, I will receive. I will receive. God's going to do just that for us. Before I close, in Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 25, God says, I will sprinkle clean water 
upon you and you will be clean. And I will cleanse you from all of your iniquities and your idols. He's going to do all of that. He says, I will take the heart of stone from your flesh. I give you a heart of flesh. He said, I will put my spirit in you and cause you to walk in my statutes. And you statutes and said you will do his judgment. So today, if you don't know Jesus, what we're talking about now may not make too much sense to you. But why don't you become a member of his family? He wants you to become a member of his family so he can treat you special. Amen. All heads bow this morning. If you want to be a member of God's family, you're not sure you really want to know without a doubt that you are a member of God's family. Would you just put your hand quickly, put your hand up quickly, put it down. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you. Thank you. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Save, I pray, O Lord. Save, I pray, O Lord. I believe there is salvation upon this dear woman's heart right now. Salvation is taking place. And God is making us, uh, himself so good to her, so near to her. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Everyone pray with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus into the world to die for my sins. Lord, I receive you into my life right now. I want to be a significant member of your family by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.